This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, happy Friday, everybody. I am your host, John Rush, normally Rush to Reason or Drive Radio, Fix It Radio, but today... On Fridays from 2 to 3 o'clock, it is Ready Radio. And I appreciate all of you that have chimed in and really done all sorts of things to help this program already get off the ground from emailing, texting, texting ideas, texting links, all the different things that go on with this particular subject. Thank you all very much for doing so. Uh, I do appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors as well, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Novus Auto Glass. I'll talk more about those as we go through the program. But i got a special guest for you today, which we've not done this typically for this program, but today we've got a very special guest, Tom Rigsby, joining us. And Tom, welcome, first of all, to Ready Radio. How are you? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it. I actually got a, you know, a a kind of a press release, if you would, for you on my regular daily show, Rush to Reason, and I'm like, hey, there's a lot of stuff that we could cover on my new program, Ready Radio, which really we're prepared in this program. We do an hour on Fridays to really get people you know, ready for those what-ifs of life, I guess you could say, Tom. And it's something I've wanted to do for really a long time. My other programs, there's a lot of times where this preparedness topic sort of weaves its way in. I've done a car show, a you know, calling car show on Saturdays for years and years. And even there, this topic would kind of get woven in at times. And I always thought, you know, I just need to do a program dedicated to this topic. We decided to kick it off, get going. And no, I did not plan to have a war in Ukraine and everything happening at the same time when we decided, you know, last fall to do this. But here we are, Tom. <laughs> yeah, how, how about timing, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, and, and uh, no, I did not have a crystal ball. I didn't foresee any of this. It just sort of, you know, fell into place. You've got 14 years military service, 30 years of business experience. You're executive director of American Contingency. So to get started, Tom, what is American Contingency? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, kind of like you, um, we began to see that just regular, everyday people could do more things to be prepared for, for the what if. I love the, the way that you described that. And so um, we put together American Contingency, and that's, that's really what we do. We help people think through the potential scenario that might impact their life, whether it's a flat tire with no cell service to a tornado, a hurricane, a wildfire, or civil unrest, whatever the case may be. Um, We help them think through those scenarios, and then we have nine categories of preparedness. We go through those, say, okay, if the power's out for a week, what about this? What Mm. about this? What Mm. about this? And just help them think through the problem. Yeah, this is awesome. And we will link, by the way, everybody listening, uh, ready radio.com That's our website, so ready-radio.com. Check that out a little bit later. Producer Ann is doing a great job of building that site out. Yes, we have all of our other sites and things as well, but uh, this one is going to be dedicated to just these topics. And, Tom, what I will do is make sure that we link to what you guys have going on, and you will, you know, as you can tell, you'll be welcome back here anytime you want. This will be a great resource not only for myself and you guys, but our listeners as well, and I hope everybody can. You know, this is a team effort, I guess, the best way to say this, Tom. Well, it, it really is, John. And, you know, for some of us, I mean, I, I grew up, my, a lot of my background where I kind of learned this was just growing up on a farm. Right. And, you, you know, you had to think through what might happen for the whole day before you left, or it was going to be a really long day. Right. You know, and, and talking about the car show, 
just having a jack and a spare tire in right. the trunk and knowing how to use it is a big deal for a lot of people. It is. You know, so, and, to your, and real quick, to your point, I mean, I— I didn't grow up on a farm, although grew up in the country. My dad, of course, was I've been in the automotive world, you know, my entire life, and you know, growing up around cars. And I was an auto technician for a number of years. And you, know, you just sort of learn some of the basic resources, I guess you could say, Tom. And I, I don't know what else to call it. Common sense, I guess, when it comes to how to, you know, fix things and make something work and rig things together so you can get through the day or you know whatever the case may be. I mean, in the automotive world, you may not always have the part you need to get X, Y, and Z done. So you've got to figure out what can you do to get that particular person back on the road. It might even be yourself. And so growing up, I just, you know, I had a dad that, you know, we never raised, I call it the white flag of surrender. If something around the house needed fixed, Tom, I had a great teacher, my dad, and, uh, you know, come from a family that sort of have a long lineage of doing those sorts of things. I'm very, very fortunate, by the way. I feel very blessed today to have that because I'm realizing the older I get, not everybody has that. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly right. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times we think, you know, oh, I've, something's wrong with the engine in my car. I need a new car. No, you just need to fix what's broken. Exactly. You know, and when we think about preparedness, a lot of people think the same way. It is, oh, I've got to have, you know, a bunker and a year's worth of food and, and all this stuff in order to be prepared. But the reality is, you just have to have enough to mitigate the impact of whatever. That's comes right. Next. That's right. I appreciate you saying that. I I don't consider myself a quote unquote prepper, although Tom, I consider myself to be pretty prepared for most anything at all times. Right. I mean, I've got. I mean, I probably have enough food kicking around, and you know, just things that you acquire when you buy in bulk and so on to to go an easy month plus, and especially if you rationed it out, probably have have more than that. But I don't consider myself a prepper, but I do consider myself you know, able to withstand something along those lines short term and then have enough, you know, resources, you know, in, in you know, at hand, if you would, through through technical skill and, and just work, if you if you would, Tom, to be able to put together whatever's needed to survive. Yeah, you know, un- unfortunately, the term prepper has gained kind of a negative connotation to it over the years. It has. All um, right. And 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 that, I say that's unfortunate because it makes it more difficult for us as we are reaching out to people to say, hey, do you have a weather radio? Do you have a fire extinguisher in your right. kitchen? Do you have a spare tire in your trunk? Right. And guess what? You're a prepper. Right. 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 I mean, Good point. Those are just the simple things that we do, and we're not talking about we we can work you up to a higher level of preparedness, but I you know. Statistically, we know that the average household in America only has three days' worth of food in it. Right. 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 That's going to be a problem on day Yes, four. it is. Yes, it is. And, and Actually, so Tom, for most help. people, given the way they react to things, it's probably a problem on day two. Well, it is because they will get bored, and what do we do when we get bored? You eat. We start eating. Yeah. Right. And, oh, I don't like that. I don't like all of that. And I'll, I'll tell you, a week later, you'll be happy to have the rest of it. That's right. Range. That's right. You know, and, and so we just want people to think about that and start putting a plan together because we know that just thinking through the problem is half the battle. Yeah, that's right. No, that's exactly right. Thinking, you know, again, this I, I call these, you know, critical thinking skills, which, by the way, we've sort of lost in this country. We don't teach them like we used uh-huh. to. But when you're fixing cars, Tom, you don't have any choice but to have those skills. It's just one of those givens that if a technician doesn't have them, he's not going to make a very good 
technician, but it's one of those things you just have to have. And my feeling is if you've got that and you're thinking ahead, you'll, you'll, you know, you just naturally do some of these things. We do have calls coming in. And by the way, those of you that want to talk to myself or Tom, feel free to call. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Walt, you are on with myself and Tom Rigsby. Hey, John. How are we doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? This is Walt from North Plain. Hey, Walt. Nice to hear from you, sir. Hey, I have a question for you, my friend. Hey, is there any possible way that in the future we'll be able to archive your shows so that if we miss yes. them, we can go back? Already being I, done. I didn't know where to go. Are already being done. In fact, uh, we, we got all that done this week, Walt. They're on SoundCloud, but the best way to find them is go to the website, Ready hyphen radio or ready-radio.com they'll all be there you can click right on whatever show you're going to want to listen to it'll take you right to soundcloud and we'll also you know push those out to all of the other podcast sites you know stitcher itunes and so on they'll all be there as well oh that's great so hey i have a question for you yes sir if the emp ever hit Hey, Walt, come back and say that. You broke up for one second. Say that again. If the EMP ever hits, say that again. So if the, ever, if the EMP ever hits, this is what we can do to communicate with our neighbors. Remember when we were a kid, John, and we'd take the uh, used soup cans and take a string yeah. and attach it to each one of them? <laughs> Good point. Those will work, no doubt. <laughs> but on a more, on more serious note, one of the things I'm really working on right now, John, is really building a prepper community. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what we're trying to do here as well. It's what Tom's doing as well, by the way. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just so valuable. And you guys offer so many tools and the listeners too that call in. I mean, it's just, it's good food, man. It really is. It's good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Walt, I appreciate that very much. Tom, those are the kind of listeners we have. And uh, uh, again, I think there's a lot of folks out there that really are not what they would consider to be prepper, as you said a moment ago, not in the negative sense of the term, but really in the positive sense. And I think more and more people are waking up to the fact that they've got to have things ready to go. Yeah, and, and I think to Walt's point, you know, one of the things that we need to be ready to go is a community around us. Yeah. This, this idea that we can do it by ourselves, but the reality is, even if I am prepared to the gills, my wife, my kids, and I, we we can only stay awake so long. True. Right? True. And we need, we need rest. We have work that has to be done. There will be a lot. There will be a lot of things to do, you know, if, if this, in the circumstance where our modern conveniences and infrastructure is not available. Right. So we, we have to have a community of people around us. And it doesn't have to be, and this is the other thing I like to evangelize, it doesn't have to be globally catastrophic for us to benefit from having that community that's a fact it it could be like i'm out of town away from home this week if something happens at home i have a community of people there that my wife can call on to come over and help her if she needs it so that's what we used to have in this that's right that's right that's what we need to get back to no you you are 100 percent correct again folks listening please tom rigsby is with us, and he is Executive Director of American Contingency. Tom, if you would, can you share with folks the website where they can find you? Oh, sure. It's it's really simple, just AmericanContingency.com. That'll get you to the right place. All right. Uh, you can read about read about us there and find out how to join our community. Awesome. we got a few minutes before our first break, guys. I want to finish up with, 
with Tommy. And by the way, Tom, you're welcome to stay as long as you like. We get listeners. We do all sorts of things on the program, and you are more than welcome to hang out with us today as, as long as you like. I'm only on for an hour, and honestly, this show could run several just because of the topics and things we get into. One thing, though, that and we talked about this on the program last week, but I think it's something for me to really even reemphasize, and that is there's reports out now that 93% of folks out there depend on their GPS on literally almost a moment-by-moment basis to find out where they're going. That's not going to work in a major catastrophe of life that we may encounter. No, it's not. And, and it's further compounded by the fact that paper maps are hard to find and people don't know how to read them. Right. right? And so one of the things that we do, one of our critical categories is mobility and outdoor skills. And we teach land navigation and map reading and, and that sort of thing. Um, it, it's the kind of skill, it's kind of like field expedient surgery, right? You hope you never need it. But if you do, you'll be really glad that you have it. And and, again, and, and I and I don't mean to sound you know coy here at all, Tom. But what what do people struggle with when trying to navigate a map? To me, that's just so confusing because I guess maybe I started learning how to read a map when I was helping navigate you know family vacations when you were six, seven years of age. So I'm confused as to how that's hard. Well. I, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, I've always understood maps. I, you know, map reading was a very, very important skill that they taught when I was in the Army. Uh, but I I mean, I've seen people who do not know how to orient a map to where they currently are. Hmm. Like, okay. get north lined up, figure out where they are on the map, and then, and then go out. I'll tell you a quick story. When my oldest daughter was learning to drive, she called me one day. We, we were living in Dallas and said, Dad, I'm lost. I'm like, okay, well, where are you? And she said, well, I don't know. I'm lost. I'm like, okay, call me back when you know where you are. And, and, and you know, she had to get to a gas station, yeah, find yeah. out the cross street, call yep. me back, say, okay, now I know where you are. Right. Now, now, you can help, now you can help her find where she's at because she now knows where she's at. Right. Yeah. But. But that was a skill that she had to learn. Agreed. And that's the way that's the way that I taught her. I'm not saying that's the best way or the worst way. That's just the way that we did it. Well, it's hard to get but, somebody that's lost to be found when they don't even know where they're at because you can't point them in any kind of a direction until they actually say, Here's where I am. Well, it's correct. And you know, your your point about being so dependent on GPS, even just to get around our own hometown. I I don't understand that either. Um but that's a very real risk. It is. When any any portion of our life is that dependent upon infrastructure, we are giving away control over our ability to survive and thrive. We are. And that's what we want we want to help our members do is learn the skills necessary to be able to uh, to survive and thrive. I mean that that's really what it's all about for us. That's a biggie. What else do you find in, you know, the research and things that you guys do? What's one of the other you know, big things that if, you know, you could sort of wave that magic wand and have everybody with a particular skill, what's the next thing that you find? Well, it, it's one that I'm a little bit biased toward, I'll, I'll be honest, but it's communication. Okay. Um, I, I say I'm biased. That was my skill set in the Army, and I, I do ham radio as a hobby. But, you know, we, we take the ability to communicate literally around the world now for granted. We do. You're correct. Um, 
have to begin thinking about it in terms of calories, right? Right now, how, much, how many calories does it take for, for you to send me an email? Very few. Right. But if you had to write a note out and move that message to me manually, how many calories mm. would that take? What path would you take if email wasn't available? Right. One of the things that, that we learned during Katrina and Rita is that we we just we get outside of our normal known environment and we just freeze up. Well, what do you mean my phone's not working? I, I don't know what to do now. Um, some of that is stress. Yeah, I, I can actually, when you just said that a moment ago, I can almost see people literally you know, looking at their phone, standing there with their mouth open, wondering, what am I going to do next? I can't see anything. You know, my, my, my phone's not doing what I needed to do, you know, almost standing there in frustration rather than figuring out what the next plan of action is. Well, and I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I've experienced that myself. Our other daughter <laughs> um, had a really bad car wreck when she was in, in high school. She recovered from it. Everything's fine. But, but that night at the hospital, I was trying to call everybody. And I remember just looking at the phone and thinking, I don't really know what to do next. Mm. I, mean, I, was, I was just in such a state from everything that had gone on. Mm. Good point. That I was just kind of out of sorts. And so it happens to everybody. You know what? That's a great but stopping more- point and also a great a great topic we should you know delve into a little more because that, what you just said I think is really, really key. Tom, can you stay with us? Sure. All right. Guys, hang tight. We're going to be right back. Don't worry. In fact, Novus Auto Glass, one of our great sponsors, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, We've got locations in Sterling, Colorado. We've got it up in Loveland and Fort Collins and also in Aurora, so right in this neck of the woods where we are at right now. So anything you need when it comes to auto glass, whether it be a repair, a complete replacement up in uh, Nova Sterling, they'll do even window tinting and things along those lines as well, some of the accessories you guys might need. You name it, they've got it. And again, you can find them by going to the website ready-radio.com, so it's ready-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat 
heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. You need help with your car, but you don't know what business to trust. KLZ has you covered. Call the KLZ Helpline at 303-481-1800 for a list of auto mechanics we highly recommend. 481-1800. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, and we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us again. Tom Rigsby with us today. He is Executive Director of American Contingency. Tom, when we just, you know, went to break there right before that, you were talking about how, you know, daughter had an accident. You're there that night, hospital, trying to think, okay, you know, what's next? So the question I have for you is, by the way, I think that happens more often than not for everyone. You know, even folks like you and I were really in our minds. We, you know, we're prepared. We pretty much know what to do. We're resourceful and so on. But in those times of, of crisis, which let's face it, that's what that is, your brain tends to slow down, I guess maybe is the best way to say that. So, you know, do you suggest that, you know, folks even, even on their phone or, or on a tablet, you know, a piece of paper, whatever, they've got some basic things written out ahead of time so that when those sorts of things happen, you know, those what ifs of life, here's the things I need to do step by step. Is it worthwhile writing those out? You know, I, I think it is. And there, there's a quote that, uh, I often lean on from General Eisenhower and said that plans are worthless, but planning is priceless. Uh, good point. And, yeah. you know, you combine that with Patton, who said no no plans to rise first contact with the enemy. What, what we're really looking at is the, the process of planning is what creates the preparedness. Mm. Okay? So if we let's look at it this way, we have dreams and we remember those dreams but they didn't really happen. True. So our mind can imagine something and remember it as though it actually happened. Well, when we, we do that, when we go through the planning process, so, so now our, our brain is a question-answering machine. So when a circumstance or a situation comes up, it starts looking for something that it already knows that it can say, hey, this is like this scenario. This is the script I need to run. Mm-hmm. So the more often we can think through the, the, the possible situations and scenarios, the more 
the bigger the library, I guess, we build for our brain to choose from. And even though it might not be exactly the same, having gone through that, yeah. um, that process creates the experience in our mind, and it is experience that reduces anxiety. True. You know, with yep. with everything that's going on in the world right now, people are, are anxious, and they're anxious because things seem to be out of their control. Yep. So if we can give them the tools to, you know, one, give them something constructive to do, and two, help them feel like they're in control, then that reduces that level of anxiety, and the level of confidence comes up and replaces it. I agree. And there's an app, actually, sort of reminded me of this. Not that this app applies, but there's an app called If This, Then That. It's sort of what we're talking about, Tom. You know, if this happens, then we need to do X. And, and again, to your point, you can't plan for every single thing that comes along. But the more of this we're thinking through, you know, I mean, I guess I would even ask this question to most families. If something catastrophic happened and everybody is away from home, where where are you meeting? What, you know, what's the plan right. of action next? You know, where are you all going to meet up? What's going to happen next? And I will tell you, Tom, that I would venture to guess probably eight out of ten people don't have an answer for that. Might even be might might be higher than that. Well, I you know it, that's a great scenario just to begin with, right? And just to grossly generalize, dad goes downtown to work, kids go off to school, mom's doing her thing. Who knows what mom's schedule is today? Right. And and the kids are at school. They're going to do whatever they're told to do at school. And, you know, if dad's downtown, maybe out of town. How are you going to get back? And, and just a simple plan to say, okay, if something catastrophic happens in this town, here for us it's tornadoes, right? Hmm. The tornado comes through and destroys the town. Call Aunt Flo in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. because she's out of town. She's one person that we can all reach, and, and we'll coordinate through her. Just know who you're going to call. Okay. Who, who should you let know? Because if your kids are trying to get in touch with you and you're, you're a victim of the circumstance also, that's just going to raise that stress and anxiety level. And we want to keep that low because when that stress and anxiety level is high, the hormones that get released in our body make it very difficult for us to operate. That's what mm-hmm. creates Yeah, well, yeah, and I think to your point earlier, this is no different than when we were, you know, younger and you were preparing for a test and things along those lines. I mean, the more prepared you were for those particular things and you would go into that particular test that, you know, I can remember this as a kid. You know, a lot of folks would think, you know, a lot of your, your, your peers would think it was really tough, but you'd come out of it, maybe even get finished before everybody else and thinking, hey, that really wasn't that big of a deal. Most likely you just prepared. You weren't any smarter than anybody else, Tom. You just prepared better right. than everybody else did. That's all. Well, right, and you know, preparedness can be very, a very simple thing, just as simple as a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Right. Um, one of our nine categories is home and family, right? and so we have a, a subject matter expert that works with us, uh, Amber Landry, and she does a lot of work. She has three kids in elementary school and does a lot of work with them about what do you do if we're out and we get separated. How do, you, how do you find a grown-up that you can trust to help you? Mm. Just think through those scenarios. Um, you know, my wife had a situation where she had taken her granddaughter out to play at the playground. Um, you know, a dangerous-looking individual came up and, and 
she needed a way to tell our granddaughter, hey, stay next to me. It's time for us to leave. Right. Well, they didn't have that, but that, that circumstance led them to talk about, okay, when I, when I say pumpkin pie, well, you know, let's go make some pumpkin pie, you need to stop whatever you're doing and come let's go. Yeah, great one. Great one. And, and that, again, that's all about reducing that's right. stress so that's that you right. can function at a higher level. And, again, that's, as we talk preparedness, it could be anything. And I know that you know it's not simple because we want to protect our kids and grandkids from those sorts of things. I'm not saying that's simple, but really it is. The answer to that is pretty simple on the front side. Have that safe word, if you would, uh, that no one else would know what it is. Only you two would know it. We talk about this even, Tom, when it comes to, you know, there's a lot of scams out there where somebody will pose as that granddaughter and they'll call grandma and say, hey, uh, you know, I I need money or I'm in jail or I'm here, I'm there, whatever the case may be. And if everybody had a quote unquote safe word where you would say, well, you know what, you know, to make sure that I really know who I'm talking about, what's our safe word? Well, that other party's not going to know that answer. So at that point, you know, it's a scam. You hang up and move on. So again, these are things that can cover all sorts of things in our daily lives and doesn't have to be an end of the world scenario. You know, the, the other thing I want to make make sure that we cover today is, is that this is not about, pre- preparedness is not about living your life in fear or, or Great being point. afraid of, of actually the, the opposite. Behind. It's actually exactly the opposite. Right? It's, I don't have to live in fear because I have a plan. Right. Now, as I mentioned before, that, that plan might not be perfect, but but that plan yep. helps me address whatever circumstance right. comes up, and I can adapt. That's to right. It. I used to, so you it, know, it I, really is not about fear; it's about. No, you're right. And, and Tom, let me give you a, a simple example of this. When you know, again, being in the automotive world, like I was, owned auto shops and so on. I used to remind all of my sales staff and especially my technicians that when there's a car problem for the majority of people, it's a crisis. Now, it's not a crisis for folks like me or even them because you know if there's a problem with the car, you pretty much know what you're going to do next. If it's a flat tire, if the engine quits running, you know, whatever the case may be. Typically, we technicians have enough skill set to figure out, okay, what are we going to do next? Where are we going to put the car even? Even if you got to, you know, call a friend or a tow truck, you know, what's going to happen next? And we don't have that same fear that a lot of other folks would have when that crisis would come along. But what I had to always remind my folks was, is that not everybody has that skill set. So when there is a car problem, it ends up being a huge crisis for most people. You're talking about this in very much the same way. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, for people that don't have the knowledge, skills, or experience in a given area, when when they're presented with a problem in that area, it becomes a crisis, right? I mean, the, I have a, a, a cut on my arm. I have a grease fire in my kitchen. Right. Those things can quickly turn into a crisis yes. if they're not addressed. But someone who has seen a hundred grease fires, or even five grease fires for that matter, knows exactly what to do. They don't get worked up about it. They they move with urgency to address the issue. That's right. And, That's right. I'm, la- know, I'm but, laughing because I can remember certain times of some of those things, you know, happening. You know, e- even a, you know, carburetor catching on fire on a car, you yeah. know, in a shop. You know, most people would be running and hiding, but, you know, the average technician, you know, they go over to it. They know exactly what they need to do to, you know, put that out and basically, you know, get rid of the air that puts the fire out. And, and, and yet, you know, right. to your point, a lot of other people would be running and hiding, and most technicians that know what they're doing just walk over and put it out. 
it's like we'll just Exactly. Exactly. You know, but, you, but to you your point, I mean, I, I'm chuckling just because, you know, you think back in time and, you know, and, yeah. and to your point, those are memories that, you know, folks like myself have that will help you even on down the road if something were to, to come up, because those are things that just don't, you know, honestly scare us or, or send us into a crisis mode. Yet there's other things that would send folks like us into crisis mode. If you, if, to your point, if you don't know what to do when that particular crisis comes along, it makes it a crisis. Right. That's exactly correct. Now, I, you know, one of the other aspects of what we do is we, we want to move beyond just my own preparedness. Right. So we have one of our nine categories is community leadership. And how do we, how do we talk about preparedness without getting people freaked out? And, and how do we coach people into a higher level of preparedness? Mm. And, you know, as we, we talked a few minutes ago, just the, the direction and what, you know, current events make people anxious. Yeah, yeah, and especially so now. We, right now, for sure it is. Especially now, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so we try to give our members the skills and the tools that, that equip them to have those conversations in a, in a really common-sense kind of way. I mean, we, we really like to consider what we do just common-sense preparedness for everyday people. Yep, and that's yeah. exactly what we're doing on this program, folks, on a on a weekly basis, and and Tom, again, uh, real quick for everybody listening, maybe you just tuned in. Uh, American Contingency, and by the way, that is the website as well. It's AmericanContingency.com. We'll put that up on our website a little bit later this afternoon, so it'll be there as well. And our website, as you all know, Ready-Radio.com. But Tom Rigsby is with us. He's the executive director of American Contingency. And, and Tom, one of the things that was in my notes, which I really think this tells you where people's mindset is right now, and that is that there's numerous outlets out there reporting on empty shelves of radiation-related supplies, long-term food storage, and so on, all because of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Well, I, I think the problem, John, is that most people don't know what to do. Mm. They, they want to do something, and so what we've been programmed to do is go to the store. Right. And and they don't know what to get, so they buy toilet paper. I mean, <laughs> toilet paper and paper towels. And, You're correct. <laughs> right, right. And yep. I mean, I, I don't. I, I've looked over the course of the last two years. I've looked at the reporting. What possibly could have been mentioned that led everybody to buy toilet paper and paper towels when when this COVID thing started? But I, I think you know. To your point, they see. Um, we, we see stories of, oh, the Russians are going to use nuclear weapons on right. Ukraine. It's like, oh, I need to go buy Geiger counters and, right. and right. radiation cards. Right. Um, you know, in, in a lot of respects, if things get to that level, there's not a lot we can do to be prepared for that. Nope. Nope. If, no, you're almost going to be in cleanup right? stage if something like that were to happen, Tom. Correct. Um, and, you know, we... we <laughs> It's kind of funny. We consider just the way our lives have developed. You know, if, if we don't have the opportunity to get a shower every day, you feel grubby and dirty and grimy. And then you go live out in the field for a week or two weeks or a couple of months, and, and you learn to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so your level of, of what's normal, that normalcy bias, adjusts over time. Yeah. And and so what would happen post 
catastrophic event versus what we think is normal today are two very different things. Yeah, yeah, I, so I agree with we, that. We have to adjust our thinking yep, about that that's as right. well. Uh, no, I agree. And I think, number one, I think if we had some major catastrophic, catastrophic event in this country, be it you know, a, a nuclear weapon, whether it be detonated on ground or in the air, more of an EMP type situation, Tom. I mean, uh, there's there's already data out there that says that, you know, over a third of the population would be dead, not from the bomb itself, by the way, but just not being able to do the things you and I are talking about right now. Within 30 days, 30 percent of the population's gone. Yeah, I, I think that's, I've heard that number quite a bit. I think that's fairly accurate. I, you know, it might given, even be a little low, Tom. It, it could be. I mean, given given the fact that we don't have a lot of food stores on average, um, and, and just well, and just in the medical we, side of it alone, also, Tom, you look at the amount of people that rely on some form of medication to literally stay alive oh, yeah. when that supply, which they probably only have a month's supply in the medicine cabinet, when that's gone, they are. Well, it's it's critical care medications and equipment, right? Right. So those people that depend on oxygen concentrators or or a steady supply of bottled oxygen, right, or insulin, right, or other life saving. Uh, medications what do they do after the month up yeah and you know the the drugstore the smart people are going to go raid the drugstores right away yep um it's it's going to be it's going to be tough times if something broadly catastrophic like that happens it's it's going to be tough i agree Tom, again, I would love to have you back. This has been fabulous. Uh, you know, you, the timing of, of your, you know, uh, your, 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 your guys' reaching out to me. I mean, honestly, the timing of that couldn't have been any better. This, so this is a great, I, I feel, great relationship that, you know, you and I can have moving forward, get you back on on a fairly routine basis. I think you've got a lot of great information to help all of our listeners. And, again, to your point earlier, this is a community thing that we're doing here. It doesn't matter what part of the country. I know you guys are in the south, but it really doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. This is something that needs to be widespread across the you know, coast to coast. Sure. Well, I, I'm located in the south, but we have members in all 50 states, and okay. we have groups in 40-some states. So um, we, we want to have all 50 states covered by the end of the year. So. Okay. Um, you know, well, I'll tell you what, any, anything we can do to, to help along those lines, even getting some of the local folks maybe here in Colorado, if you have any on air, again, reach out to me. Let me know what we can do to help. You know, we're in this, again, for the long haul. This, was, again, was not a, a program for me to get rich off of by any means. This is a program where I just wanted to get some good, useful information, had some great sponsors willing to help out with the airtime that feel the same way. And, again, this is a real, even from our point, this is a solid community effort. All right. Well, thanks, John. I'm happy to, uh, glad to have the opportunity today. Happy to come back. Anytime. I appreciate it. Tom, again, have safe travels home as well, and I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. You're very welcome. Tong Rigsby, again, it's American Contingency, the website, AmericanContingency.com. Great find, by the way, on our part to bring really all of us together, folks that are looking down uh, you know, this road, looking to the future. And again, folks, nothing wrong with being prepared and whatever we're prepared for never happening. Don't be disappointed if that's the case. That just means we're good to go, we're prepared, and we're ready for anything. And by the way, you'll be more prepared for even other things that might come along as well. I've got a couple of, uh, of uh, 
things that, that came in via email and text message I want to talk about here in a moment as well as far as being prepared goes. Uh, in the meantime, anything you need, by the way, sponsors, whatever it is you're looking for, we're going to continue to add to this list as well as we move forward. Find them on ready-radio.com or ready-radio.com. And by the way, if any of you would like to join what we're doing here on a weekly basis, please reach out. Let me know. I'm easy to get a hold of. The fastest way to do that is just send me a text message on our text line, 307 200 307-200-8222, or you can contact us right through the website as well. We'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the novus link that's novus autoglass a proud sponsor of drive radio in such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Lines are open. If you would like to uh, chime in on some of the things that Tom and I were talking about up to this point, you are more than welcome to do so. Uh, just call us right now, 
5600. You can text us as well, 307 200 8222. Somebody also uh, emailed in, by the way, and I appreciate that. You can email as well. Go right to the website, ready radio.com, and just send us an email. But somebody said, hey, one of the things to also have in your kit is what they call a water bob. If you don't know what a water bob is, just go look, type it into a search engine. You'll find it. They're sold on eBay and all sorts of places. And essentially, it's a survival emergency drinking water storage. It's a 100-gallon kit. You basically would put this in you know, your bathtub as the, the uh, storage device, I guess you could say. And then the water bob fits inside of that, keeps that water nice and fresh, and gives you 100 gallons, which... I I will get you guys, somebody probably knows this and could call in and tell me, but, uh, you know, the average person, what they would need each day as far as actual, you know, water to stay hydrated and so on. Typically, the way to figure that is it's half of the ounces of your body weight. So if you're a 200-pound man, you theoretically need 100 ounces of water a day to stay hydrated. Not to bathe, cook, all of those other things but just to stay healthy water-wise. Now, I know a lot of folks can get by with less, and a lot do because they're not drinking enough water as it is. We talk about that on Health and Wellness Wednesdays on Rush to Reason. But if you were to factor that in as just a rule of thumb, the amount of ounces you need per day per person as far as drinking water goes, and then you would factor in other things you would do to cook with. And no offense, uh, bathing is probably not going to happen if you're really – tight on water. Let me give you a tip, though. Used to do this when you'd go camping, hunting, and things like that. Baby wipes, which you can either buy or, actually, there's tons of recipes out there on how you make these yourselves. They're not that hard to make. It's actually very easy to make. But baby wipes, and you can do them scented, unscented, however you want to do it. But baby wipes, and by the way, there's tons of these now that aren't even for babies. But back in the day, that's the only only place you could buy them was in the baby aisle. You'd buy baby wipes and take them hunting, camping, whatever. There's now many, many other ways to do that. But essentially, wipes to help keep yourself clean and not, you know, smelly, stinky and all that and using no water to do so. John and Cheyenne, what's going on, sir? Um, the answer to your question while I was dialing in, did you want to know how much water a person needs per day? Well, I know as far as to stay healthy, but on average to cook and other things, what's the gallonage? Oh, Okay. Well, it, oh, I'm sorry. I know that um, my wife and I, when we go backpacking, we each carry three liters okay. in our bladders. And then when I get to camp, I top off the bladders, and I usually – and I have a 10-liter – liters a quart, but they do everything in liters. Right. I have a 10-liter bladder, and I filter water for camp water. Right. And I'll fill that up. And usually by the time we leave camp the next morning, we'll use probably most of it. Okay. Maybe dump out. And you're doing, you know, you're cooking and doing dishes and all of that. Now, if you had to to ration that out, you could get by with probably half that, right, John? Yeah. Well, the human body needs, depending on how big you are, anywhere from two to four liters a day to survive. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Know, the, yeah I, I know just from the dietary end of things, the way to figure that, and I said this a moment ago, but I'll say it again. If you're a 200-pound man, you need 100 ounces of water a day to stay healthy. Right. 
and that's three liters. Right. So there you go. Pretty easy on that so, one. Now, um, can you get by you, with less? You could in a pinch, yeah. but that's that's yeah. if you're not walking, running, working, sweating. I mean, if you're just going to be sedentary and mm-hmm. sit around and do nothing, you could get by with less water. But, John, if you're on the move and having to do different things to no, survive, you need, you need that. Right. And I usually I look at it this way for me, and I'm, two, I'm 6'4", 250, right? And when we go backpacking – I will camel up in the morning. I'll probably drink a quart of water before we hit the right, trail. Right. And then I have th- I'll have three liters in my bladder. And by the time we get to camp, maybe eight or nine hours later, that three liters gone. Yeah. And then I'll I'll refill that, but I'll drink probably another liter, liter and a half of water before we go to bed at the night. Right. So I'm drinking five, you know, and that's just drinking, not counting what's in, you know, what's in your food. Because remember, you get water from your food, um, stuff like that. The other thing I was going to talk about, and maybe we could do this another week, is I wanted to call in. I didn't know you were going to have a guest. Is common sense, we're coming up on summer, how to go on a day hike or, you know, and what you should have with you. No, good point. Yeah, I can do what that. Hap- what happens if you step in a hole? Yeah, good one. And snap your ankle? Mm-hmm. How do you, what are you going to do? Did you ask yourself that? That's always my thing yep. at the beginning of every hiker backpack. What happens if yep. one of us gets hurt and can't walk out? What are we going to do? Right. What's your plan? And I have a plan. We always have a plan. We know exactly what the plan is. And because you have, like he was saying, you have, and you were saying with an emergency, if you have the plan, you don't panic. Right. You know what That's I mean? That's right. That's but right. The first in a survival situation, no matter what it is, whether you're lost, like he was talking about, whether you've hurt yourself and you can't walk, the first thing you have to tell yourself to do is stop, close your eyes, and take two minutes of just breathing. Calm down. In your body. That's right. To calm yourself stop, down. Stop. And, yeah, they always tell you if you're lost, first thing you do, sit down. Stop. Gather, gather your senses. Take a 10-minute break. You know, you're not going anywhere yep. at that point. You're already lost, so you're not losing any time or anything along those lines. I don't care if it's getting close to dark or not. That time to sit and just relax and think right. might be the difference and between you being lost or found. Or, or having the ability that if you are lost, what are you going to do to not be lost? That's then right. It is getting dark. That's right. Can you survive out there for the night? with just what you carried in your day pack. I would tell you, John, that uh, knowing how many, we talked about this a little bit even on you know, Rush to Reason and Drive Radio this last year, yeah. knowing how many search and rescues we're now doing as a state oh. on an annual basis. I'll tell you right now, John, most aren't thinking about what you and I are talking about. Well, and I, I'd love to, uh, I, I should email it to you, the list. I have a, a little uh, two-liter, which is very small, dry bag, and I call it my emergency kit. And it goes in any pack, and it's in the car, and it has enough to keep me out overnight if I had to. And it's just maybe, like like I said, maybe it weighs two pounds, but it's just enough to keep you alive. I will tell you, and I've got other folks sending me ideas as well. All of you listening, please, this is, again, this is back to even what we talked about with Tom. The, these, this is a community effort. It's going to take everybody mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I don't have all the answers. No one person does. Right. You know, please, all of this stuff, you, John, anybody else listening. Uh, and, and I think for me personally, by the way, best way for me to get all this information, I love our text line. It's 
immediate. It's fast. Unfortunately, text messages get buried really, really fast. Yep. This is the kind of stuff <laughs> I need an email on. Best way to do yep. that, John at ready hyphen radio.com so just send me whatever you guys have i then can compile all those different things i've got a notebook that i use electronically and written by the way where i can put this stuff together and then i've got it all that way and if it, and if it and if for some reason your computer wants to default to drive dash radio it works too right? any of those rush to reason drive radio fix it radio uh, it's all you know yeah. here's the other thing too that i should mention for everybody listening and this is kind of even my own preparedness this is my server. I don't rely on Amazon or anybody else out there. So when it comes to everything that we're talking about, websites, as far as my email goes and so on, I host my own. I've got full control over it. That's why if you send me an email, it can go to any one of those addresses. I'm still going to get it. Right, because last summer I was just, when we were out just doing day hikes, and this is anywhere northern Colorado, southern Wyoming, up to northern Wyoming, you see so many people and they're wearing shorts. Wearing nothing, John. Nothing. Short, shorts, a T-shirt, running shoes, which are fine. That's a big thing in the hiking industry is trail runners instead of right. boots. I That's wear right. a boot because I got a bum ankle, so I wear boots. But um, and, a, and a one-liter bottle of water, and they're going out, leaving a trailhead and going out where there's no cell phone service. And I, I know. just look, and I'm like, common sense I know. tells you. I know, John. You know, if you – you know my biggest thing? If you want to wear shorts, buy yourself a pair of zip-offs. Yeah, good point. Put the legs in your pack or in whatever you're carrying your stuff in, and then if something happens, you could always put the legs on and cover your lower half. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna send you an email probably within the next hour. That'd be great. And I'll start, for all of you listening, and, I'll start compiling yeah. these things. And, again, as the, you know, as a community, and that's a lot of where, yeah. you know, Tom was coming from. You know, he's from American Contingency, and really they're just sort of an aggregate – uh, site, if you would, John, trying to put all of us together, yeah. and I'll keep having some of those guys back on because this is how we do this. Oh yeah, it's it, unless you don't, you know. And then the other thing he brought up was knowing how to read a map. Yeah, there are nine million YouTube sites there that are. teach you how to read a Great map. Great point. Or, and I know some people don't like it because it's a co-op and it's a liberal organization. REI has a basic land nav course they about do. once a quarter. Hey, and you know I what? I don't care. Still use them for this. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, if if you're a member, I think it's 39 bucks, and if you're not a member, it's like $79. But join. for the. I'll give you an example. I joined REI a decade or more ago. For what we spent last year, I got a little coupon in the mail for 35 bucks. There you go. As a rebate. So... You know, kind of like the Costco check you get yep. back. Yep, nothing wrong with that. Take it. Oh, and that's a great page for survival gear, too. I got my rain jacket. Oh, they got a ton of stuff, John. And what you have to watch with Costco, Costco is everything they have is typically very seasonal. And there are times, John, where they'll have some really great ba- you know, really great buys on some of the things that we're even talking about. They, Yep, they had a, a backpacking kit. It was a backpack, a sleeping bag, and an air mattress. I think it was like 160 bucks or something last Not bad. year. I don't know if they'll have it again this year. But if you don't have any of that stuff, that's a great way to start. I agree. I agree. John, right, John, good stuff as always. Yeah, send me that. All of you listening, please, when it comes to a lot of the different things that we're talking about each week. And trust me, we're not going anywhere. We'll keep doing this week after week. 
Uh, I'll try to bring some special guests on like I did with Tom today. That will not be a regular normal occurrence. Typically, it's just going to be all of us, you know, talking, chatting, doing what we do here on a weekly basis. But again, this is a community effort. You know, not doing this to, to get rich by any stretch of the imagination. Again, I had some really great folks, uh, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Novus, and Absolute. Absolute, by the way, being really the main guys that said, hey, if you decide to ever do X, Y, Z, you know, prepping-wise, we're in. You know, that we feel like this is something most folks need to be aware of. So, guys, I will tell you that, you know, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Novus, and Absolute, these guys all believed in what we're doing. I appreciate them very, very much for stepping up and making this happen. Airtime is not cheap. And, yes, this is our show. This is not a KLZ, you know, driven show. This is a, a Rush Media Group, Inc. show, I should say. This is me. And uh, we bought the time and just have only honestly been talking about, Charlie and I literally been talking about doing this for a number of years. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. This is a topic that's come up on Drive Radio over and over and over again on the car side. We really just wanted to do this on a weekly basis and cover all of the different areas and topics that are out there. So, guys, that's going to do it for this week. If you missed any of the program today, yes, they're all going to be indexed, and you'll be able to find them on ready-radio.com, so ready-radio.com. We'll see you next week, though. Up next, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. This is KLZ 560. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.